There is a thin divide between what is perceived as spiritual and what is perceived as paranormal, for they are forever intertwined throughout time. Traveling within the history of the world, we can find examples of spirituality that involves everything from magic, spirits, gods and goddesses, seers, or people said to be able to talk to the dead, to the great beyond. We all have our belief systems, we all have our own truths, so let us possibly bend those truths a bit with some insights and perspectives that may be different than yours or even give validation for what you see as true. Come sit with myself and the best of the best in the research, teaching, discovery, and practitioners of the day. My name is Bear Medicine Walker, and I welcome you to Spiritually Paranormal. Kaz Rooney, who's paranormal paranormal radio host and investigator from the UK, and uh, we're gonna stop and kind of chat a little bit today about all things All Hallows Eve, including the Day of the Dead, Sam Haim. Well, I can't even talk today. Kaz, <laughs> want to just jump in because I can't even talk for some reason. You can't even talk, can't you? Find you rush to do best. <laughs> yeah, no. It, and you know what's even funnier? As I was. Uh, listening to the intro, my microphone volume, and I wasn't touching anything on the computer, but it was going up and down, <laughs> up and down. And I'm like, okay, I guess that spirit is kind of excited about being here today. So welcome again. I'm so grateful and honored that you um, decided to spend All Hallows Eve a little bit of time here with us today. Thank you so much for inviting me. I've been really looking forward to this, actually. Well, you know, um, I don't know about you, but All Hallows Eve, and well, and Halloween too, but now that I'm older, and I am old, I'm way older than you, um, but now that I'm older, I actually like All Hallows Eve even more than uh, the Halloween thing right now. Uh, yeah, I do. You know, I like Halloween, but for me, um, today it's all about the Day of the Dead. Um, it's all about, you know, that label that everybody puts on. The veil, you know, is really super thin today. So it's always interesting for me to see what happens on a day like today. What about you? Well, um. I find that I get quite um, contemplative at this time of year. I literally like the quiet time this around this time. I do, I mean, obviously with Halloween, you're going to have trick-or-treaters or whatever, but I, I enjoy the quiet time and gathering my thoughts and thinking about um, people who have passed, remembering the people who have passed. 
Well, that's kind of why I, I, I think that's yeah. kind of sort of what I meant. And I think it's kind of an alignment, bless you, to um, that today. Um, and, I, you know, I don't really know, and I'd like your take on it. Um, as far as All Hallows Eve goes, um, you know, and everybody is saying, oh, you know, the veil is so thin on All Hallows Eve and mm-hmm. on Halloween, it's super thin. And yeah. it's like, I kind of want to say that's a man-made thing because doing what I do, I feel, and I don't know if you can sense this or you agree or disagree, um, but I feel that the separation between our humanness Mm -hmm. and the spirit world has been getting closer like we've been getting closer I I don't know if you want to call it thinner because they're saying it's a veil but Mm -hmm. I feel that almost we're becoming more aware here in the human world what do you think I think we do um it's I mean different people have different beliefs about this um for me um certainly I think people are certainly more aware of it now and they put more thought into how they spend that time. You want to put it that way. Uh, because, I mean, when you have... I mean, for the children, this time of year is all about trick-or-treating and parties and dressing up. And they, they don't know the history and they don't know where it all came from. They, to them, it's just fun. Um, like you said, I'm a bit older now. So myself, so I look at it very differently. Um, it's a very spiritual time of year for me. Very, very spiritual time of year for me. Well, I I don't know if it's because I'm older <laughs> and I've been doing it longer. Okay. Um, but I had a couple people by um, for dinner and uh, readings last Friday. And um, I had things come through quicker, <laughs> more intent. And I actually got um, what I call, and some people who do what I do, um, and I'm sure you understand being an investigator as well, um, I got kind of body jumped uh, last Friday by wow. spirit, um, which I channel, but I don't like to channel unless I have somebody there with me to pull me out of it. So I was like really surprised because I had thought I pretty much had, um, what would you say? My parameters, boundaries, my doors, whatever kind of protected and shut. And mm-hmm. usually spirits pretty respectful and it wasn't a bad thing, yeah. but it was like, holy crap I didn't expect that you know and took me through um their death and which was pretty intense and meantime I'm trying to and it was funny because I was thinking the whole time of like Ghostbusters you know like trying to (laughs) suck the spirit out with a vacuum out my ear you know it's like oh no 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 get out get out get out and I'm like trying to pull him pull them out of me you know as I'm getting these messages so I just felt that, I don't know, things seem to be, and I know people are more aware, mm-hmm. obviously, now uh, in 2018 than say they were in 1978 or, you know what I mean? Um, 
I don't know. I just, I, I just, is it the, pe- do you think that it's because people need to get messages? I don't necessarily think more than before. I don't uh-huh. think it's because they need to. Um, this is the thing. I mean, I do believe at this time of year we're more receptive. Um, I do believe that the veil does go extremely thin. Um, my head for the past few days, I would say the past few days, has been someone in spirit keep popping in my thoughts. Actually, there's three of them. Keep popping mm-hmm. in my thoughts. Um, one of them I could understand why, because his anniversary is in a few days. Um the other two, it's nowhere near their anniversaries, but they always they came they seem to keep popping into my thoughts. So I, I'm kind of waiting for that. There's something about that. There's something I, I should be knowing about, or something I should be spotting, and I'm not spotting it. I don't know. Um, but I'm not a medium, you see. So, I'm but aren't we all to a degree? Aren't we all? If we allow it, and this is my firm belief. Yeah. Um, having worked with people and the more I use it, the stronger it gets. Um, I feel that it's something we're all born with. Yeah. And, you know, society makes us kind of set it down when we're kids, you know, when we get old enough to understand sort of what's going on. Sure. But then I feel that there's so much of our brain that we do not utilize and this is a scientific fact. This is not me talking out of my left hand that, you know, not knowing what the right hand's doing. This is a scientific fact. So in that part of the brain that we don't use, maybe perhaps we're beginning to use it more. So I feel that anybody can hear or remember, like, dream state. Okay. Yeah. Uh, when when spirit when our our spirit of our loved ones have that soul's energy has visited us or has a message or that mm-hmm. intuitive um, kind of gut feeling that we get, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think the more we use it and the more that we listen to it, the stronger that it is. Now, sure. when we're when we're talking about the veil, okay. Yeah. Now this goes all the way back to. Celtic times, okay, Um, and the Samhain Festival, which is really rooted uh, in ancient Celtic times. Yes. And it actually goes over (laughs) into Druids, um, and it actually goes over into the Festival of Lights over, like, in India and those parts of the world. Uh, It all has a different name, like All Saints Day. Mm-hmm. Um, in Christian religion, yeah. um, you know, it's been known for probably over 1,500 years ago, I would yeah. say. Yeah. And what it always was, was the last harvest of the year. Yeah, it's the last harvest of the year. And it was between fall and winter. So it was like you know, um, halfway between like the fall and the winter really starting, you know, cause 
Because then the days start getting shorter now, correct? Am I right? Oh, yeah, no longer, isn't it? Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, they get the longer. Night, yeah, yeah, the yeah. days get shorter and the nights get longer. Correct. <laughs> okay, yeah, because, see, my, my bear, the bear part of me wants to hibernate because that's what happens. Yeah. When the day, I, I get up, I don't use a clock. Mm-hmm. I... My body knows what time it is at any point in time. So, yeah. Seriously, you never use a clock? No. Wow. I don't use a clock. I don't have a watch. I've hated watches since I was a kid. I never use a watch. I can tell what time of day it is just by my inner clock. I don't know. I don't know how I do it. I know my mom used to want to set alarms for me when I was in school, like grade school and high school. And I, yeah. I hated it because I didn't like to be abruptly woken. Mm-hmm. So I've always had the ability to know what time it is within about five, 10 minutes. Wow. I can go to sleep and wake myself up at any given time. Like if you were to tell me you needed to be up by 3 a.m., and you yeah. say, could you give me a call, Bear, or could you wake me up? And I'm like, sure. So <laughs> and I would go to sleep, but I would wake up at, say, five to ten minutes prior to when I was supposed to get you up. Wow. Just something, my internal clock, so to speak. I actually knew a lady like that years ago, and she had something like seven children. And she, she never, ever wore a watch, but her children were never, ever, and she never had a clock. Her kids were never late for school. She never missed an appointment. She just automatically knew when it was time to leave and when it was time to do this and when it was time to do that. And I thought, wow. (laughs) Yeah, it's how it happens, but I can tell you that that's how it happens for me. I don't don't have a clock. I don't watch a clock. Um, I will if I'm sitting in a room, obviously, that has a big clock on the wall. But you know what I mean? I don't set my day by clock. Um, so, okay, so Samhain, Samhain, uh, you know, Festival of Lights, yeah, you know, whatever you want, you know, call it Day of the, Day of the Dead, too, is it not, I think, I'm pretty sure? Yeah, I think November 1st is meant to be Day of the Dead. Yeah, so it's all, like, within this week span that yes. all these cultures mm-hmm. celebrate our ancestors. Oh, yeah. And I think that part of where people are coming back to, and this is what we were just talking about with the veil and stuff, I think Mm -hmm. people are, because the world's kind of in a crazy place right now. And I kind of think that Perhaps, maybe, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Tell me what your opinion is. But I think it's the world's way of honoring our ancestors because we're trying to find meaning and balance again from the old ways and from the ancestors in our lives. I think, to be honest with you, the only way we're going to find meaning and balance is from our ancestors. The world is completely crazy. I'm sorry, but it is. It no, really is. no, I agree with you. I... It's just literally from day to day. I, I can turn on a news channel and I just think, what on earth is going on? Yeah. Daily. It's just bizarre to me. 
completely bizarre. Well, I I look at our belief systems, mm-hmm. and I believe that a lot of them have been shaken to the core. Yeah. And I don't know how it is over in the UK, mm-hmm. but I know even religions, traditional religions, mm-hmm. are kind of coming into question. Hasn't it always been like that at points, though? I suppose. Um, What's going on over there? I mean, is it the same? Is it as heightened as it is over here in the U.S.? Yeah. Yes, it is. Um, I think it's heightened everywhere, Beth, to be honest. Um, it's difficult. It's. I think worldwide. You've, you're always going to have people like yourself or like me or like the many, many people we know of who this time of year is something extremely spiritual and meaningful and important. To me, it's important. Um, and I think worldwide, that's the way it is. But... Maybe some guidance from ancestors. <laughs> I can name a few people who need guidance, um, as I'm sure you could bear. Worldly, there's been most of them, um, but no, I think it's important everywhere. I think it's the same everywhere. It's just more important to some than it is to others. Oh. Yeah, I would I would imagine so. I, I think it just depends on the people. I think people are beginning to turn more into um, spirituality rather than, you know, um, specific religion. Yeah. Uh, although, again, I think it depends probably on the part of the world that you're in. Yeah, Um well, I mean, I think people now are more aware that they have to take as much care of their spiritual well-being as they do of their physical, mental, and emotional. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So oh, yeah. It's a far bigger thing now. People are far more aware of that. Um, but you know yourself in different corners of the world, it, it's celebrated different ways. I mean, there is the actual Day of the Dead festival. I think that's absolutely fantastic. I would love to actually go and see that. I would actually like to be a part of that. That'd be be an interesting thing for sure. Well, I mean, it's a huge thing. a friend, Chris Colstrom, she went to that and literally everywhere they celebrate death. They, they literally celebrate it. Well, it's sure something that you can't get away from, that's for sure. That's true, but I mean, the way they do it is so different to the way it would be done here. Here it's all about, well, not all about, but. For the most part, this time of year, it's all about trick-or-treating and kids and parties. And well, 
isn't it? Isn't it? But it's it's a way to, and this goes back to us as human again. This reaches yeah. back to like putting a mask on so people don't see who you really are. But yet, yeah. um, through all my psychology years and stuff, um, it's also a way that you can be who you really are yeah. without judgment. Yeah. That'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like, okay. All right. Okay. So that's the, that's the deep end of this time. Yeah. Of year. Okay. So that's the deep end of this time of year. Yeah. So for you guys over there, what is your, um, how do you guys celebrate Halloween? Oh, well, usually, I mean, with schools and everything else and, um, we will have all the usual children's parties and uh, you tend to find when it comes to paranormal investigations, absolutely everybody will do everything they can to make sure they have an investigation. <laughs> you mean all the groups, you mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Everyone's desperate to get one as close as they can to the actual day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I epically failed on that this year. Mine was on the twenty seventh. Mine was last Saturday, um, but um, for the most part, it's all about carving pumpkins and kids and trick or treating. But I, this is the thing. I think because the kids, nobody really goes into it with them. Uh-huh. They just think it's a fun time to get lots of sweets and dress up scary. Well, where did, do you know, and I'm not sure, because I yeah. can't remember, I, I, and I know I've, I've heard about it, and I've studied about it, but the jack-o'-lantern, yeah. where did it originate, do you know, do you I'm remember? Sure it came from, you're going way, way, way back, because they used to put them out, what they used to do was, um, they would carve them. It was usually potatoes or turnips. It wasn't really pumpkins. It was potatoes and turnips and things like that. They would carve them, light them, and put them outside the house to keep ghosts and spirits away. That's where that tradition came from. That's what they actually believe. To keep them away. And you do actually have, I'm led to believe, there are people who do still or maybe light a fire or something outside the front door to keep ghosts and spirits away. And didn't that, like, start over, like, in Scotland or Ireland or something? Yeah, it was over in the UK, yeah. (laughs) You guys are all whack over there, man. Scaring the living daylights out of all of us. Yeah, well, do you know what? At least we're not boring. No, that's for sure. That's for sure. I give you that. I give you that. (laughs) All right, so do you like scary movies? Uh, I don't think they make good scary movies anymore. <laughs> no, but these are, I, I, I want to see if you got any of the top tens that are, are like oh. one of the top tens. If you can think of, um, and what they, actually it was in the Boston Globe, I think I saw this one. Okay. <clears throat> the Shining... Well, the, you know, the original Stephen King book and yeah. movie, the one with Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholson. Uh, was tied with mm-hmm. Stephen King's Carrie. 
kid. As number 10, the top scariest movies during Halloween season. Oh. You can understand why, though. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, now, and, and the other one that came up, um, number nine, take a guess. Um, Halloween? <laughs> nope. Nope. Not nope. yet. Number, this nope. is number nine. This was actually The Witch. Oh. Which came out in 2016. Okay. Um, about a family living in the New England wilderness. Yeah. Then this was one of my kids' favorite movies. I don't know if you ever saw this. It was number eight, and it was The Grudge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was kind of like, it came out, I, I want to say, like 2001, 2001, something like that. Yeah. That was pretty freaking spooky at the time. I remember the kids all hiding and didn't want to go to sleep then. <laughs> and then number seven was back from 1963. Ooh. So this is like going way back. Mm-hmm. And it was The Haunting, the original uh, Haunting. Yeah. yeah. Number six was The Evil Dead 2. See, I didn't like people did. Well, uh, you know, it kind of made you jump and pop. Yeah. And, you know, then number five was another classic from the 60s was yeah. Night of the Living Dead. Okay. This is Now, this is where all your zombie land and stuff. I mean, and if we were to watch this now, our kids yeah. probably wouldn't be scared of it or, you know, yeah. they kind of like, you know, not a big deal. But back then, mm-hmm. it was some spooky stuff, man. Yes, it was back then. <laughs> yeah, and then you go to number four all okay. the way back to 1931. Now, what do you think that movie was? 19 what, sorry? Forty-one. Oh, oh come right. on. Uh, I'm not good for movies, Bear. <laughs> I need to introduce myself. Oh, Dracula. Yeah, the original <laughs> one was Bella Lugosi, right? Yeah. All right. And then I didn't know what this one was at all. Okay. Call Me By Your Name, which was a foreign film, so it was over by you guys in 77, mm. and it was called Suspiria? Well, I haven't heard of that. Yeah, I don't know what that one was. I don't even remember that one. And then, of course, the number one movie was Halloween in oh, 78. Yeah. <laughs> now, I really want to get out and see the new one. See, really like, see the new one. This she, is the thing. And she's like my age. I know. She's. This is the thing. I mean, at the time there were great movies, but I think now it. <laughs> maybe it's because of um, my personal beliefs or my experience or whatever. But they just don't scare me. Oh. Well, I told you, I was watching a movie the other day. I posted it over on Facebook. I scared the poop out of myself. (laughs) 
and it was about the Wendigos. So, yeah, I scared the poop uh-huh. out of myself. But I was watching it at night. It was a stormy night. I was by myself except with the critters, right? So it was really dark and kind of gloomy out and a lot of thunder and lightning and stuff. And it was one of those suspenseful movies that made you jump. Uh, right, okay. And they made you jump at the right time. So, yeah, that was kind of cool. That was kind of cool. So, okay, All Hallows Eve, your okay. favorite place to investigate. Oh, if I could go and do anywhere, where would I go? Yep. Where would you go? Um, so anywhere you wanted. Pendle Hill. I, that was another thing that I scared the poop out of myself. So <laughs> I, was, I was watching Sean Reynolds and Paul Jay on Ghost Dimension. They went to Pendle Hill. Mm-hmm. And they set up, well, it wasn't so much as spooky as awe-inspiring because they set up um, some experiments Mm -hmm. and if you haven't seen it you need to see it because it was amazing yeah but I don't know that I'd want to go to places where witches were well this is the thing it's Pendle's a really spiritual place I know it's a really can't describe the vibe that's there. It's just a very, very different vibe in that place. But I mean, I would love to go there for all Hallows Eve. But I would also like I to think ha- the energy would be off the charts, wouldn't it? In but a positive way, because I've heard it's positive. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I, don't, I haven't heard that it's bad. I've heard that it's positive. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's actually uh, well. Apparently, there's a tradition, and I'm not sure if they still do it, but I remember hearing about this years and years ago and thinking I would love to take part in that, and that's a tradition that at Halloween um, at Pendle Hill, and it's known as lighting the witches, and people yeah. light, light candles, and they climb up Pendle Hill in the darkness for the candles. Mm-hmm. Uh, but apparently, <laughs> if your candle stays alight, then you'll have a good year. But if it blows out, then disasters, <laughs> disasters about to follow. Um, but I would love to take part in that. Take part in that. Now, correct me because I'm not sure. You have to tell me if I, you know, is Pendle Hill the one that has the stone circle? Uh, no, you think the Stonehenge? No, no, the, no. The Stone Sisters. I'm thinking of. I thought maybe that was at Pendle Hill. Yeah. No, Pendle Hill is then. The pendle. Tell, well, tell, tell the, yeah, the pendle witches, right? And but tell everybody listening so that they understand what that is, because I, I, basically, I, there were witches. I think I'm probably going to get corrected in this. I think there was thirteen. I think there was thirteen, you know? maybe a bit more. But they were accused of witchcraft, and Pendle Hill, they walked through. They had to walk all the way to trial and, well, you can imagine what happened at that. Um, but it is associated with the Pendle Witches. So were they like uh, druids or witches. women that practice witchcraft? I mean, yeah. real stuff. They practice like witchcraft, yeah. which yes. if people were to actually understand, witchcraft is 
you know, I said this to somebody the other day. Don't laugh at me, Kaz. Don't laugh huh? at me. But I said, if you, people are like, well, you know, there aren't a lot of witches are like, um, because of Hollywood, I think a lot of it. And then because of what people don't know, it's kind of like, if it's different from them, they're scared of it or they don't like it or whatever, just like religions or sure. cultures or whatever. But it's like, we're all, <clears throat> if we cook, okay, like if you cook in your kitchen, <laughs> For yeah. your family, you're kind yeah. of a witch. Yeah. Because you use, excuse me, hiccups, or you use herbs and yeah. spices and stuff to create a meal. Yeah. So basically, or if you're a pharmacist or you're a doctor, you're kind of a witch. Not a witch doctor, but you know what I mean. <laughs> hey, you know. That yeah, you know, but it's like, um, we're all practice a bit of witchcraft in our lives. Everybody does in their daily lives. Yeah. And I don't think people realize that, you know, and I kind of sat there and laughed about that the other day because I thought, yeah, you people don't even realize we're all witches. People. It's, it's a religion thing, isn't it? People have misconceptions about religions and Things they they believe. Um, maybe they think. I mean, like witches. Classic example. I have. I had a friend, <laughs> and I was having a conversation with him about cars. Uh, because I don't drive. I don't have a car. Don't drive. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, said, I don't like cars. They just suck up all your money, and always needing repaired and blah blah blah. Uh, this was on. I believe the Friday night. The following week, he actually called me and said, "You will not believe this." And I went, "What?" And he went, "I swear you've jinxed me." And I went, "Why?" Because <laughs> my car now needs four new tires and it, the brakes replaced. I've just had to pay out four hundred pounds on my car, <laughs> and I got the blame of it. <laughs> That's it, funny. I thought it wasn't me. It's nothing to do with me. I just gave an opinion on cars. Um, they went, yeah, but it's what you do. And I thought, no, it isn't. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's funny. That's yep. really funny. He was definitely serious. It, will, it was quite funny. <laughs> well, nothing to do with me. <laughs> well, you say that. <laughs> but then you didn't have to pay for the car repairs. See <laughs> <laughs> what? True what I said. Car, steal all your money. There you go. <laughs> that so, can steal all his money. <laughs> over, okay, so over in the UK, mm-hmm. okay, I, do you like how I'm picking your brain? Yeah, I do. Um, over in the UK, uh-huh. other than what you just said about where the Pendle witch, witches are, yeah. Yeah. Um, are there other sites that are associated with Halloween? Um, well, I think it depends. I mean, I don't know them all. I don't know them all. There's no way I can... Well, why not? Come on. Because. because. <laughs> Give me a few. Oh, i um, <laughs> <laughs> No, but um, 
you got to look on the spiritual places. I mean, you've got like Pencil Hill, you've got like Stonehenge, you've got different places that are just known for the spirituality. They will be the places that people would go, I believe. Um, for me, I won't be going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not this year. I, I'm not this year either. I just, um, you know, I think that as a holiday, even um, All Saints Day, you know, for Catholics or Christians yeah. or however, I think other than New Orleans at Halloween time, yeah, and that area down in Louisiana and stuff, I think it's gotten super commercialized. But it does, doesn't it? And I, I think that the true meaning of it has kind of gotten lost. I think it's a kind of catch-22. Um, for me, I mean, the true meaning of it is about being close to spirit and honouring the spirits, the people who have passed the spirit for me. That's what it is for me. But it's so not to scare kids. That's how I believe it's become so commercialized. But I still know adults who celebrate Halloween the same way the kids do, which I don't understand. But there you go. Um, but it's that thing with children and how much do you tell children and how do you put it to children so they're not afraid. Um, but I certainly tell a small child but I would certainly have that conversation with my kids now um, about the true meaning of it well don't you think though if we raise our kids um, in a way that they can have fun but they also need to honor the people that have passed honor the ancestors i think that's all about how we raise them so whether you know you don't have to make it spooky you don't have to make it about um entertainment the entertainment industry but i think that you know if we kind of educate people in a way from the time they're little i think they would have more respect yeah at least i think they would Okay, here's here's a, here's another one. I'm ju- I'm jumping around because I I'm getting things <laughs> in my head and I'm gonna jump around just to keep you on your toes. Okay. Well, thank just you. Just to keep you on your toes. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, I'm old, so I have to make you dance somehow. Um. <laughs> all right, I heard this word Monday and I just split a gut because I really haven't heard this in a long time. And you know, I do readings and I have told you and I've told other people and when I do my live streams and what have you and I've said it on the show I never know what's going to come through I don't know if it's going to be mediumship I don't know if it's going to be guides I don't know if it's going to be angels I don't know what it's going to be all I know is it's going to be like the most positive thing that you need or the person that was sitting with me would need at that moment in time okay to move forward in positives, okay? And it's always given with positives and it's always given with love, okay? So I told you at the beginning of the show, I had a couple people by here on Friday, last Friday. Sure. And um, I did uh, readings with them. 
and um, not super long, but I mean, we had an, it was a nice evening. It was only a couple people here and actually wound up having to go somewhere Monday and they were there and um, somebody came up to me and said, oh my gosh, I heard all about Friday and wow, what a positive thing for them and blah, blah, blah. I didn't know you did seances. Okay. And I'm like, wow, I haven't heard that word in, like, forever. Do they even use that word anymore? Yeah. Yeah. I we never try. hear it over here. We actually tried it on. <laughs> <laughs> we actually tried it on Saturday night at the location I was at. Oh, so y'all still do it? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's an investigator thing. We'll try anything, really. (laughs) (laughs) It was all good until I get locked in a cupboard. (laughs) So do you guys, like, make your own boards? Do you do them on tables with tip glasses or tip tables with glasses? I mean, do you do them with Ouija boards? Do you guys got Ouija boards over there? How do you guys do that? I actually took a spirit board. I have a spirit board here that I've never, ever used. Doesn't interest me because I think the cheesy manipulated. So, but I've got it there because if other people want to use it when you're on a location, then it's there. They can use it. Um, okay. Yeah, took it along and nobody touched it the whole night. Um, there was a certain room we ended up in, which was Studio Three, and I kept being drawn to that room the whole night. I kept going back to that room, uh, but we ended up in there with the owner of the location. And with some very close friends who joined me at the investigation. Um, and because it's a studio, there was no table. So all we, we all just stood in a big circle holding hands and trying to get spirit to come into the, the circle. And what eventually happened was um, Stephen Walker, I believe it was, said something about uh, come into the circle and we'll send Carol into the cupboard. We'll put Carol and we'll put Kaz into the cupboard. <laughs> so literally, there was EVP recorders and whatever on floors and uh, somebody had one in the hand. I got handed an, an EVP recorder locked in the cupboard. Uh, oh my gosh! They're all in this circle trying to do a seance and trying to call out the spirit, but they're telling spirit to the owner of the location, I believe, they're saying to them. Uh, go ahead and pull her leg, pull her ankle, pull her hair. <laughs> oh. All sorts to be in this cupboard, and I thought, thanks a lot. But they do do them. Oh, I didn't even know people still did them. Yeah, I actually like using a glass and a table. Um, I enjoy that. Um, the spirit board and that doesn't, doesn't interest me. But no, they still do them. Well, okay, so that, okay, well, that's interesting. Well, you know, <laughs> and I just posted this, and I, yeah, I'm going to put it out there so people can check it out. But, you know, uh, I posted today uh, an article and about, again, spiritualism, um, spirit boards, um, because Houdini died yeah. 92 years ago um. tomorrow. And he actually died in Detroit where I grew up and I lived down there for 40 years. And I actually worked um, at the Detroit Medical Center, which is where Grace Hospital was, which is where he died. Wow. So 
that has got to be one of the, I would think, probably one of the most popular quote-unquote seances that was ever held every year by his wife to try to reach him on the other side to prove that there was life after death because he thought it was bunk. Okay. He thought it was bunk. He didn't think that um, he thought all the spiritualists that were out uh, in the early 1800s Mm-hmm. Oh, no, sorry, late 1800s, early 1900s were all fake crap. And because he was an illusionist, and one of the things that um, he tried to disprove all the time was that they were all fakes. Well, he tried to prove that they at the time that they were all fakes because he wanted to connect with his mom who had passed, and uh-huh. he was a he was a mama's boy. So um, after he passed, but then because of the times, and you have to realize this, because I don't think people realize how long spirit boards and Ouija boards and things like that have been around. They've been around forever. Yeah. Yeah. And they just came to kind of height, like when it's interesting to me because as the phase of the witches kind of went out and they were killing witches and what have you, then all of a sudden in the late 1800s, you know, you have spiritualism coming up, which is kind of witchy, (laughs) right? (laughs) So they were out to kind of, you know, get people. Some of them may have been real. Some of them may have not been real, Mm -hmm. but, there was stuff based on the people who were in power at that time. And I believe this, just like with the witches being put to death, it was people that were in power that were scared of them. that didn't understand that it was more of a religion than anything. So um, the Freemasons, um, Houdini was part of the Freemasons. Mm -hmm. So there's actually proof. And I actually found research that was done quite a while ago that was kind of shoved back under things that his wife actually did get the message that she was, had set up with Houdini Mm -hmm. prior to him dying to be able to communicate from beyond and it was kind of code and it was set up in the Freemasons code, which nobody really knew. And she actually admitted and published, they published a letter. I think it was in, well, it was in a New York paper. I don't know what it was. I don't remember what it was now. Um, But she published it that not what the code was, but that she did indeed receive the message So you look at spirit boards and seances. That's what I was laughing about, um, the word seance. I was like, wow, that's like an old word. Um, You did a seance? And I'm like, no, I didn't do a seance. (laughs) I didn't like candles and, you know, no. But, yeah, I guess in a way, I guess that could be. It's all labels, right? Yeah. 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 It's all labels. It's whoever's in charge, the labels we sort of put on things. This is the thing. I think people need labels on things. Okay. (laughs) 
I think they expect labels on things. They need to be able to call it a specific thing. Okay. I think that's just the way people are. That's a human thing, you mean? Okay. Yeah, it's just a human thing. Okay. So, so, all right. So, you go on investigations, correct? Sure. You're also, you, you're not only the hostess with the mostest on radio, <laughs> you go out and actually do the, do the investigating and do the research part of it. Yeah. What do you do to prep for a location? What I like to do is go in blind. I don't like having information about the place. Um, so I will try not to have. Now, there's places I'll go to two or three times, but um, so I do have information by then. Um, but I don't like to have information. I do like to just take off and go out as well. But what I would do, um, like... I'll be honest with you, the Chocolate Factory investigation last Saturday, um, the prep I did for it was I charged my equipment and I turned up. Okay. With tea, coffee, sugar and biscuits. Okay. That, that was basically the prep. I got my equipment and I went. So you're are you an old school investigator then? You use the old school way? I don't like... See, this is the thing. I took a long, like... Um, the SB11. Okay. Spirit box. Nobody used it. I'm very much, I'm quite happy with a camera and an EVP recorder and a torch. I don't need all that techie stuff going on all the time. It's, yeah, at REM pods, I don't like them. Really? Yeah. You don't like REMs? I don't like REMs. I don't like K2s. They're just flashy lighty things to me. Okay. It's just... Why don't you like the REMs? Do you know the kind of things I like to do? You'll probably laugh at this. Laugh at this. No. Uh, I walked into a studio <laughs> on Saturday. Um, I took a plasma ball with me. Okay. So I set that up in one studio. Another studio I went into, I had brought a brand new pack of playing cards. And everybody saw me open the pack. We were upstairs all having a cup of tea or whatever. Opened the pack of cards, took them. I took a load of crystals with me. Um, and I went down and placed these cards out on different speakers and things within one of the studios and put a crystal specifically okay. in a certain place yeah. on them. Yeah. And left that as a trigger object. Okay. But people don't think on... You don't need to go out and spend a fortune on all these things. You have oh, no, to, I agree, I agree yeah. with that. Yep, I agree with you that. You have the tools there. Use them. Pendulum. If you don't have a pendulum, make a pendulum. Simple as that. You can make your own. Oh, I know. I have them. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get that. But I like the rims, and I like touch torches, okay? Because for me, okay, not that I... Well, no, yeah, for me it is validation because... I may hear things in my head or see things, but I like validation of it. And the thing with the touch torches and the REMs, I like to see if they're intelligent because they can touch them, Uh right, in response to a question. Like, okay, so if you're a male, 
Well, not that they can't knock on things. No, and I get that too. Okay. Sure. But it's kind of cool when you can have a conversation and they're making the REM go off. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But I mean, using REM pods in the past and using K2s, I found that they're set off by almost anything. Really? Mm. Yeah. But you have to be yeah. in an electric field of some sort for a REM to go off. Well, on Saturday night, that wouldn't have worked for us at all because we were in a, a studio and it's a rehearsal studio. Okay, yeah, well, that, so yeah. it would not have worked. Um, and, I mean, the tapping and banging thing is how I ended up in the cupboard. Yeah. Because of Stephen saying, if you tap twice really loudly, we'll put cars in the cupboard. That's how I ended up in the cupboard with, with somebody's EVP recorder. <laughs> Did you catch any EVPs? I haven't finished going through them yet. Okay. <laughs> But well, you yeah. have to make sure to let us know so we can post, oh. uh, so they can listen to wherever you wind up putting them. Oh, I will, I will. But um, I like doing things, <laughs> I like using old coins as trigger objects and yeah, reading old, like reading out an old newspaper or something like that. Again. I like doing things like that. I the techie stuff, as long as I've got a camera and an EVP recorder, I'm fine. Yeah, no, and I and I agree with that. I agree with the camera and a, and a, and the EVP and a recorder. You know, uh, you know, there's been people I know um, that have used the same recorder over and over and over for years, yep. and that's the best one. And yep. I think you even said that to me at one point, didn't you? That that's what you use is an older recorder. I ha well, it is an older recorder, but my mother's got it. <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha. Gotcha. My mum, my mum's held on to that. She's not giving me it back in case I break it. It's the first one I bought when I was a teenager, which is the old-fashioned dictaphone with the little cassettes. Yeah. Uh, but she's got that, and she's got all the little cassettes, and she kept saying, "You're not getting it back. You might break it." But what we actually discovered was uh, when she was in bed one night, myself and my daughter listened to a couple of the tapes, and my dad passed away um, ah. about four or five, well, almost five years ago. And we were listening to the cassettes, my dad's voice is on them. Yeah. So I've never asked after that. I thought that's why she's hanging on to it. So I've just left it with her. Um, but she has that and it still works. But she won't let me have it. <laughs> well, that's understandable. But yeah, that's that's kind of, you know, sometimes, you know, the old stuff is the best stuff, you know. Um, some of the stuff I think is so techy yeah. that um, you kind of lose sight of, you know, just the purpose of what you're doing. But I like the fact that, because as research goes, mm -hmm. okay, credibility, uh, scientific type research, I think it adds, some of it does add to it, you know? Yeah. I just I just think it does. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Okay, now these, this is something that really creeps me out, like, okay. big time. And we're almost getting to the end of it, but... Dolls. There's been this <laughs> I have seen I think one of the creepy outfits this year is Annabelle the doll because there's yeah. like this big push with these dolls. I don't like dolls, never liked dolls, never liked them when I was kids. I always felt that old dolls are soul catchers because they're empty vessels and um 
Voodoo is one of the religions that uses dolls to soul catch and trap a soul. So mm-hmm. I'm not really into them. But what what and I know there's a lot more of them in the UK than there are over here. But it's actually um, I I hate porcelain dolls. Ugh. I hate them with a passion. For the very same reason you do, I think that it's like they're holding trapped little souls. I don't like them at all. And I've got four daughters. As we're growing up, they've had every kind of doll except a porcelain doll. <laughs> because go. I don't like them. I, won't, I wasn't buying them for anyone. I wasn't have one in my house. I just don't like them. Do you uh, guys come across them over there? Or are they there? A lot of them are there. Are um, a well-known one in 30 East Drive. The Black Monk House. Uh, okay, called yeah, yeah. Called You've the- been there too, haven't you? You've been I've, to that house? I've been there twice. The first time was for one night. The second time I stayed for three days. And I'm going back again in February for two days. Anything? Yeah, there's stuff in there. But that doll, I hate that doll. And it's in the parents' bedroom. And it's quite a tall doll. It is quite a big doll. Um, and I've made a joke a couple of times about when we go into 30 East Drive, Victoria's going out in the back garden because I don't like her. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, um, is that one of those dolls that's like three feet high? Yeah. Oh my gosh, my parents got me one of those when I was like seven. Yeah. And I wouldn't touch it. And my mom was, and her name was Elizabeth. That was the name of it on the box. Well, so you got to remember, this was in the 60s, right? Mhm. And I hated that thing. It creeped me out. Yeah. Hated it. And my mom couldn't understand. But I thought you'd like that doll. No, go away. I don't <laughs> want that doll. It's gross. There was actually the second time I was there. <clears throat> everyone kind of settled down for the night, and we had some investigators over from Wales, um, called Twisted Paranormal, who came to join me. And I looked on the CCTV and Lee and had gone upstairs, the lead investigator, Lee Smart. I'm looking at the CCTV and Lee's lying on the parents' bed in the parents' bedroom. And I'm going, what is that next to him? He'd actually taken Victoria the doll and put her on the other side of the bed. <laughs> oh, no, thank you. Because you're not meant to move her, you see. Well, so, I think I know what you should do. I think we should take a vote. I think we should take a vote. When you okay. go up there the next time, okay. I think you should go in a closet with, with the doll and an EVP recorder. <coughs> or in that in the cupboard downstairs, you know, like, the coal cupboard. There you go. A, I'll make you a deal. Huh. I will spend half an hour in the coal cupboard with an EVP recorder. And Victoria. Okay. And I will do it live. Okay. Um, it everywhere. We've got to come up with something inventive for Gary Bradfield to be doing because he's going to be there too. Okay. So, Gary, keep your mind ticking over the bit, Gary. Come up with something for Gary. But I will do okay. that. I'll, I'll go in the cold cupboard with Victoria for half an hour. Yeah. No, thank you. But, yeah, okay, you can. <laughs> And after I do that, she's going out in the back garden. <laughs> don't like her. Very pretty, oh. but I just don't like them. <laughs> yeah, no, I am not a doll person. No. Now, I know when 
went again, and I don't mean to. Well, yeah, I don't care because they're like family to me. Sean and Bex went to that place yeah, with yeah. Paul. They had doors opening, mm-hmm. and they also caught a figure running down the hallway. Yeah. yeah. And it's on film. So, yeah, that place kind of is spooky. There's a window um, quite high up in the hallway. And I remember about four or five of us being in. You come upstairs and you've got that clock that's uh, the kind of baby grandfather clock thing. Uh, Then you've got the bathroom. Then you've got the first bedroom, which I believe is Philip's bedroom. Uh Uh, We're all in there anyway. So we have the door open. You can see out to the hallway, even though all the lights and stuff are off. Um, And it was the weirdest thing. It's dark, but it wasn't completely dark. Um, But there was this shadow went past the window. And the window is far too high up for for them to cast a shadow on it. This is the thing. It's far too high up. Uh Uh-huh. It'd need to be someone that's about seven foot tall. (laughs) Well, you never know. That could be like a ghost or something of the doll coming, you know, walking there. (laughs) Just saying. I'm going to get you so spooked out about that doll before you go. You won't. I'm already spooked out about that doll. (laughs) I don't like it. (laughs) Do not like them. Oh, my goodness gracious. Well, we're up to the hour mark already. We're actually a little over it, and that's okay. But I want to thank you so much. We always have so much fun. And I, I, we go all over the all over the board and all over the map with discussion, and I appreciate it because yeah. for whatever reason, today I have ADHD of my brain, and uh, it's just running rampant everywhere. Um, so... I want to take a minute to thank all our listeners for tuning in today, definitely, and also for, uh, you know, you stopping on. I want to thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I love it. Discussion. We always have great discussions. We always do, and it's always entertaining and informative, so I appreciate <laughs> it. I appreciate it much. So uh, I'll let you say a quick wish whatever to everybody and then I'll get back on and uh, we'll end the night. Uh, what can I say to everyone? Please be safe if you're kids out trick-or-treating. Please remember to honour your ancestors and have a very good, a very good All Hallows Eve. All right, everybody, you heard her. This is Kaz Rooney from the UK, a wonderful paranormal radio host and investigator, and most of all, one of my good friends. And from the bear at the cave, we're calling it Bear Out. Night, everybody. Night. Thank you for listening in today on Spiritually Paranormal, as brought to you by the Wolf and the Bear Network. Many blessings of the day to you all. Music has been brought to you by Chris Faree and is available over at chrisfaree.com and iTunes.